0: This is uh, from Isaiah, Steve's going to read from Isaiah, and this is a, a verse from Isaiah take off the sackcloth from your body and the sandals from your feet and he did so going around stripped and barefoot little known fact that Isaiah went around for three years with nothing on don't worry Steve, you've not got to do the reading in costume it's okay and it was, uh, it was part of, uh, of God's message that uh, the people were unrighteous, that it was as if they were naked before God, that, uh, of course, when we appear naked, then, well, some of us may appear attractive, but most of us uh, wouldn't want to. And it's, uh, it's a shame, maybe disgraced, without grace. And, and it's, it, you can understand the sign that that gave um, uh, I'll be very careful here about what pictures of nudity I have. So, uh, uh, yes, please. Anybody know who this nude character is? Yes, the ugly naked guy, wasn't he? Yes, from, uh, from Friends. Thankfully, he's got his back to us. And uh, he was quite famous in, uh, in, in Friends. I've got a couple of other pictures of, uh, of nakedness. Now, they may shock you. Okay. That's uh, a naked fish. Supposedly the ugliest fish in the world. And, uh, and you can understand the nakedness, uh, what God was trying to get across. The ugliness of sin, the ugliest of unrighteousness. That's what he was getting across. And maybe this illustrates that. Or maybe, if you are of a nervous disposition, look away now for the next one. Cute. You may come across some of these in your line of work, Ron. That uh, these uh, uh, sewer rats, um, hairless sewer rats, and, uh, well... That's, I think, perhaps illustrating better than anything, the ugliness of sin, the ugliness, therefore, of nakedness. Sorry? You've seen a dead one like that? My word. So that's the background to, uh, to the reading that, uh, that Steve's going to uh, read to us. These people were, uh, were in sin and, uh, well... Thank you, Steve.
1: This is from Isaiah sixty four, verses five to nine. You come to the hope, help of those who gladly do right. Who remember your ways but when we continued to sin against them you were angry how then can we be saved all of us have become like the one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags we all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins swept sweep us away no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. O look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. So there in the words of Isaiah, how then can we be saved? The people were were in sin. They were not saintly. How could they become saints? Thank you, Cohen. This is a key verse from that. How then can we be saved? And then it goes on, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. That when they did good things, was that sufficient to clothe them, to uh, cover over their nakedness? Thank you, Colin. Well, it was just filthy rags, I mean, uh, to do righteous as to do right is better than not doing right. But it still doesn't solve the problem of sin. Let's move on. And also in uh, Isaiah, it's got this. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for He has clothed me with garments of salvation and raved me in a robe of Righteousness. Now it's so good that Ellie's here, she's demonstrating what it's like when you get dressed up. And that's that's wonderful. And, And Isaiah uses this, inspired by God, that we were, the people then were naked, that they were sinful. How can we become saved? How can we become clothed? Well, not by our own doing, not by our own righteous acts, that's just like rags. But we need to be clothed. And it's a work of God. God can do that. Thank you. And so, some all-saints clothing. This is part of their range, the all-saints range. And, uh, and just to, uh, to uh, illustrate about this clo- being clothed by God. Isaiah. Look to the people then, but also look to a future hope as we come to Christmas. We'll be looking at the prophecies of Isaiah and how he prophesied that Christ would come. Thank you. So all saints' clothing, click here for special prices. As I mentioned, it is quite expensive. And of course, if I'd got time, we could have developed this into the the cost that Christ gave on the cross to clothe us in righteousness. And as we come to communion we can reflect upon that. But I'd like us to, to move on into the New Testament reading, and Maggie's going to read to us.
2: Reading from Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-six, to Galatians four, chapter seven. Oh, sorry, verse seven. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I'm saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he's no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. He's subject to to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of the sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Amen.
0: Just to pick out a couple of verses from uh, from that reading. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So in the Old Testament and Isaiah you have this imagery of being clothed. In the New Testament you have the imagery of being clothed in Christ. We need no longer be naked exposing our sins but we can be saved through Christ. Thank you. And uh, the Bible goes on. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Your relationship has changed through being clothed by Christ. And this reminded me of the story of the prodigal son, which I'm sure you know. Let's have that slide. Where the father is waiting for his son. Have you ever thought what the sun might be dressed in? Thank you. Well, here's a depiction, and there's the son dressed in rags. And again, you see this imagery that he was destitute. he was in rags physically. but of course, the soul's thrust of the story is about the spiritual relationship. Are we in rags? Are we in need of, of being reclothed by a heavenly father? Where are we with God at this time? Or well, where God wants to meet us as a story in the prodigal son. Thank you. To be reclothed. Do you remember the story that he, he welcomed him? He gave him a big hug. He didn't need excuses why he'd, uh, he'd gone away and what he'd done. Just like we can't have excuses before God for our sins, but all He did was welcomed him, and do you know the story where He 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 put uh, His robe on him, made him part of the family, no longer a slave, but a son. And that's what the Lord wants to do for us. That's how we become saints, not through being uh, beatified, but saints in the Bible talk about those who are faithful in Christ, being clothed in Christ. Thank you. So I want to issue a challenge this morning. Imagine you go to a clothes shop. Now I've noticed things about clothes shop. Have you seen how men and women shop differently? Well men tend not to shop, do they? Some, some of them say to their wife, oh, could you get me something or, or whatever, or Or you often see, have you seen how chairs are set out in in stores so the men can just sit there while the the women go around? But some men are interested in clothes and will go. But something I've noticed different about men and women, I don't know if you have, that women always touch the clothes. Have you noticed? Go along the rails and and will touch the clothes. Men tend not to, but I want you to, uh, I say all of this just to get you into the mindset of going into a clothes shop. It could be Debenhams, couldn't it, uh, Adam? Yes? But you've not got a good job at Debenhams, have you? You've got a job somewhere else. Imagine you're there. And it's a changing room. This is a place where you can change. Using the imagery that we've used about being reclothed in Christ. You go into the, the changing room, you get handed the the clothes of Christ to put on before you can put them on you need to take your old clothes off now, it's a bit embarrassing because they have full length mirrors in these changing rooms don't they and your body's exposed thankfully not to the whole world but your body's exposed and, uh, and uh, that's what we need to do, we need to come before God with no excuses no covering, just in humility before God with our sins exposed. And then be reclothed with Him. Not our acts of uh, righteousness, our little things we do right, perhaps, which are just like rags. We don't want that. We want to be clothed with Christ. And that is how we come to faith. That's how we, we become a saint. And we can walk out of the changing room changed, clothed in the clothes of Christ. But I want us to take this one stage further. Many of us have done, taken that step, become Christians. But maybe we've slipped back. Maybe some of us, if we think about where we are in our faith, If we think about it, maybe we've kept some of our old clothes on, some of our old ways, some of our sins we want to try and cover up. Maybe some of us, yes, we put on God's clothes, maybe on a Sunday, maybe when we're involved in some church activity, but do we still have them on when we're at work? When we're at, uh, at home, when we're doing other things, perhaps things that we we know are wrong. Well, we need to be honest before God. You've seen the pictures of the nakedness. That's what God sees, and God wants to, uh, us to lose our old clothes and put on the new clothes that He wants to give us. And now's an opportunity. Not physically, don't worry anybody, but spiritually, as we come to communion. This is where all is laid bare as we come before the cross of Christ. Naked, if you like, before God. And just to confess our sins before Him. Confess, perhaps, where we've, we've kept some of our old clothes. Confessed, maybe we've never actually asked for those new clothes of Christ. Never actually been clothed with Christ. Or maybe just covered over some of our old stuff. Now is the opportunity to come clean with the Lord and be reclothed. And then, as that earlier slide said when I was talking with the children, we can be all saints warriors. Yes, when we're part of Christ, we can go to heaven when we die, and that's a wonderful gift. But we can be all saints warriors now, living for him, shining our light out for Christ. So we're going to come to communion now. And then we're going to sing a couple of songs to end. And I just want to highlight the second song that we're going to sing. It's the song, And Can It Be? And the last verse says this. No condemnation, now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head and clothed in righteousness divine. Bold I approach the eternal throne, and claim the crown through Christ my own. That'll be the last thing that we, we, we sing. Let's rejoice when we sing that, that we can approach Christ's throne openly, no, with no condemnation, let us do that now as we come before God as we enter into this time of communion let us come before him leaving our old clothes leaving our old ways leaving our sins and being reclothed by his spirit let's bow our heads in prayer Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message today. May it speak to each one of us. Lord God, we have sins to forgive, to be forgiven. Show us those, Lord. Show us the ugliness of them the nakedness of them. We've no excuses, we've no pretense. Maybe we've sought you before and been reclothed by you. But maybe we've ditched some of those clothes and put our old clothes back on, or perhaps just fresh man made clothes, which just don't feel right. That nylon just just doesn't feel like. Oh God. May we not have man-made clothes, but your divine clothes. Re-clothe us, Lord, with your presence, your Holy Spirit, outside and within. Change us, Lord, so that we can be clothed in righteousness. May we not fear condemnation, because you are our loving Heavenly Father who likes, like in the story of the prodigal son, just longs to forgive, longs to welcome us back and to reclothe us, Lord. We come in rags. We come naked, but we want to be reclothed. Meet with us, we pray. And as we, we meet. May this bread that we're about to share. May it be through Your Holy Spirit, the Body of Christ. And this wine. May it be through your Holy Spirit the blood of Christ. And as we take it into ourselves, may it not just be a re-clothing on the outside, but a reclothing on the inside, a change on the inside. Changes, Lord, to be the people that you want us to be, to be the saints that you want to be us to be. Saints living for you, worshiping you, glorifying you. Now and on Monday, and on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and next Sunday. Lord God, come through your Holy Spirit and change us now so that we can serve you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.